Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to a somber yet accepting episode of the All Things Bengals podcast, uh, the 0-3 continuing Bengals' first three-game losing streak in the Joe Burrow era. Sorry, had to throw that out there. Um, it's it's a melancholy moment right now. Drake, how you doing, bro? Uh, just just ugly, ugly yesterday. Um we knew it was going to be a defensive type of game, right? You know, one of those just hard, nasty fought games. Um, and the Bengals were, were pretty much leading for most of the game, you know, until the Steelers do what they've done all season. And that's kind of come back in the, in the second half. And what's more disappointing, you know, seeing, seeing the play calling yesterday or – seeing probably Kenny Pickett's two best games in his career come against the Bengals. We we always think so alike, bro, because I was thinking the same shit. I'm like, how he he is different than Baker Mayfield. All right. <laughs> He's never been as good as Baker Mayfield. I think even with how bad Baker has been at points. And Baker, you know, went Baker Montana against us. Kenny Pickett should not do that. Uh, he has thrown two touchdown passes since September, what, week three? Yeah, bro, he had zero touchdowns in his last three games passing. Yeah, I mean, now it's four, I think. I think it was three or something like that. Nonetheless, it, he's a bad quarterback. We talked about it all week. Um, we are – somehow we're 28th in DVOA. And uh, overall production against tight ends. I don't know how we're not 32nd. Um, the streak we've been on, uh, that could be a complex thing we could talk about. Um, yeah. But, like, what is it? We hear all the positives of Dax and coverage, right? Yeah. We know the positives of Dax and, co- Dax and coverage. Great range, great speed. But we haven't talked about the one thing overall, the instincts with Dax. It's really good. Obviously, it has to be good if you have great range to pursue, you know, and be confident with what you're seeing. Either he's not playing as well. Yes, Nick Scott was ass. He was terrible. But Jordan Battle, we have a lot of optimism in him. What the fuck is it for these tight ends to get off? Is it like Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt just don't know how to cover anymore? And I get it. Look, overall – Linebackers are going to be giving up a lot of the yards against this defense, all right? With the shell coverages that we play, they're not going to test the corners that much. Got it. They haven't in three years. But, dude, just the amount of get-offs that are helping set up these quarterbacks with tight end production. I mean, Pat Frymuth's a really good tight end, but damn, dude, like, he opened up a lot for that Stewart's offense yesterday, and it became detrimental. Yeah, and – you know, seeing from where I saw, obviously it can be a combination of a lot of things, but me watch right there, it just seemed like every time I saw Nick Scott out there, Muth was just cooking across the middle. Every time I saw Nick Scott out there, it was like Pat Fryermuth just fucking absolutely cooking over the top. And like this mm-hmm. I mean, it, it brings back memories to when we we used to be so fucking bad against tight ends, you know, years ago when we were when we yeah. were Nick Vigil and, and all those guys in linebacker, Preston Brown, you know, mm-hmm. type of people. 
and now it's just it, it's kind of surprising it really is it's surprising uh because you saw how we played on tight ends last year you know shut down kelsey and guys like that i mean i i think i would i would have to honestly be real at this point just because it's been evident you know i i think the sky's the limit you know in a few years for dax and for jordan battle but you got to think like it it's it's gonna i just for them to get to their full potential especially with like a guy like jesse bates it it took a few years like he started out good right jesse bates was was crazy right away but nobody really gave him that recognition till a few years in and like i said if i have to be real i think i i really believe that losing jesse bates and and losing von bell um is hurting more than we we thought we could get away with i think if if we really have to be honest with ourselves i think that signing orlando was you know was a class a move you know they they had to do that and they're going to have to do that again this offseason and address that but in my opinion how you just asked me the questions about the tight ends and stuff i really do believe that you know we're hurting more than we thought without vaughn and jesse and we get away with it in games right like we can we can get away with it but it's just you see you know at certain points like big chunk plays that we used to not see so like i said if i have to be real with myself that's what i would have to say yeah like i'll say this um we got to constantly remind ourselves right and it comes to the macro macro yeah. uh, mentality of you know we don't we don't always have to be taught something new we have to be reminded of what already is and what already has you know what is and has been with this team bro is we knew the developmental curve was going to be real for these safeties right we knew it was we talked about it all along um i think dax has played great so far for sure but i think it we know what it looks like when there is a star defensive back that a quarterback just does not fuck with you're gonna have trouble if you throw it over there just don't do it. Like, it's the Sauce Gardener effect. Just don't do it. Just throw it somewhere else. Like, it's not going to work. Like, Cheeto, dead ass. Cheeto got that treatment for some time last season. Remember, like, his target percentage per game? Oh, yeah. In corners was, like, top 10 in the league. He just didn't throw over that side. That's what's and so bad. They're so sad about his injury. Is like, man. Yeah. He was- well, I think Cheeto really – I don't – I really don't think Cheeto played too bad yesterday. Like – Look, bro. Deontay, oh, no, there's definitely the flashes for sure. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I really feel like he. I genuinely feel that he's progressing from the yeah. regression that he's been. You know who's cheat? You know who Cheeto's been this year to me, Loki. Who? Joseph Thai. Yeah. He he's had. It's just like, and that's a whole other shit show right now with Osai. Um, I think uh, locked on spoke on it. He played zero snaps yesterday, just for a side. And uh, if he had no injuries, that is extremely, extremely, extremely alarming. But with Cheeto, and to bring it back with Dax, um, Cheeto's coming back. You know, the, the double injuries has just really set him back this year, fighting through it. 
But Cheeto had the effect with Jesse on his side. You did not throw over there. Just go somewhere else. And I think that for quarterbacks, it was a mindset that they had. Just if I go to the second level right now against Jesse Bates, I am at danger of having something bad happen. I don't think quarterbacks feel that they don't have that respect given towards Dax yet. Now, here's the important part, though. Yes, Jesse had a ton of PBUs. We're not going to sit here, and I know neither of us are doing this, but a lot of fans may be thinking, oh, man, Dax is horrible in coverage. Right. No, fuck, he is not. Exactly. He is a dog in coverage. He is awesome. He is a phenomenal fucking coverage safety. He is going to be a great safety. He just has not established the respect yet. Okay? And when you don't have a, a respect established yet, you are going to have chances taken against you. And that's going to happen. Like Jesse, early on in his career, before he demanded that respect, yep. towards the end of 2020, remember, bro, our defense was so ass in 20, there were still chances taken against him. It just became the 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 one shining spot towards the end of the season of a sinking 2020 season of like, all right, uh, we don't fuck with this dude. He's crazy. But he didn't respect it at first. You have to earn it. Yeah. So I think it's this median of like teams are taking chances there. Like in, in their and here's the biggest thing, bro. No. It's not like Trey Flowers played 70% of the snaps and was a predominant coverage guy against big tight end, big stud tight ends every week. But man, like we I get it. Against the Steelers is kind of what we talked about before, bro. That skill unit is nice. It's very underrated. It's shadowed because you have a mediocre bad quarterback like Kenny that can't get the weapon, you know, can't get the pieces to him, the ball to him a lot. So you don't want to just focus on putting a dude on a tight end, but man, it would have helped a lot because what they did with Fryermuth yesterday is what the Chiefs have done with Kelsey for 50 years. Like, I mean, they were they were having Muth run to the fucking, I don't even want to call him like that, fucking Pat. Oh, you should have heard it. You should have heard it. I did fucking hear it, and I wanted to throw a fucking – Punch at my brother just because he's a fucking Steelers fan. Was he that shit was sticking? Him. Thank God he wasn't. He was pissed off because because Deontay Johnson's his ass. Like he was so mad, bro. It ruined his mood for the rest of the game. That shit was hilarious. Like they were winning, they scored, and he was pissed. He's like, I just hate Deontay Johnson. I'm like, damn. But uh, yeah, bro. So I I won't go on the tangent no more. It's just like I don't know. I mean, our, our linebackers are giving so much up to these tight ends. I think, I don't know. It's like, we just got to give more respect to these fucking tight ends. Like, maybe that's what it is. You can't throw on a Pro Bowl All-Pro talent in CTB. You struggle to throw against Drago Turner. Now I'm kind of walking myself into this obvious situation. No, like. How many times out of 10 is, is a receiver going to get wide open against those corners? How many times out of 10 is a quarterback going to be super confident to line up one-on-one, whatever situation against CTB and Drago would win? Five, six times? Right. What about the other five or four? Is that a pick? Is that a t- I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm kind of walking myself into this now. Like, 
would we rather be getting beat by a big body tight end or speed demon receivers on the outside? Yeah, you, you're really picking your poison. It, it really is. and Because you got to think Kittle. I mean, Kittle killed us, but. Yeah, I mean, which low-key Brandon Ayuk did too. But, I mean, man, like the 49ers, I mean, it's a, it, they give you every single – like you come out of that game, beat the fuck up no matter what defense you are. So, you just got to hang in there. Yeah, 100%. It was – I mean, it was rough though seeing seeing the chunk plays and – that, I think that's a good point you make, like, you know, out of 10 plays because all it takes is one big chunk play, right, to change everything. And, uh, you know, they they don't really allow it. I mean, it just feels like time and time again, you know, it's like, oh, you know, do good for a little bit and then boom. Or, you know, streak, boom, again, like it, mm-hmm. <sighs> something that, you know, I've not been used to. But in my opinion – for how many yards they gave up, I, I really think that the defense played great, you know, kept us in that game um, outside of, you know, some chunk plays and, and decision-making. Um, forget which play it was. It might have – yeah, it was definitely on Nick Scott where um, it was Pickens down the sideline on Hill. Don't know who it was. Just guess. It was Nick Scott. <laughs> yeah, no, too big. It, it was, though. It was Nick – It was. It was. Mike Hilton in – I mean, Mike's been great all year long. He really has. So that was just like a damn. Like, Kenny really just fucking dotted us up. Oh, yeah, bro. Hey, he made a few good throws. Um, the Aster class, Jake Browning won, who was the, you know, most ass quarterback of the day. I'm pretty bond about it. I was genuinely convinced that Jake Browning was going to play better than Kenny. And uh, it did not come to fruition, but... Yeah, it it's weird because this secondary, even with Cheeto, that's I don't know if I had to guess. Like at this point, Cheeto's at eighty, eighty-five percent of what he was, maybe ninety. I don't know. He's not that far off. He played fine. Yeah. Like this is this is supposed to be a premier coverage unit in the league with Lou. So that's what's frustrating. And we're getting pressures in sacks. Mm-hmm. So, it, but the, I think the biggest culprit, it's got to be the run game, what we're giving up. I want to see the coverages that we go into. Or if we're getting too on our, too much on our toes to try to, you know, uh, stop the run. How quick are we falling into single high coverages? For us to continuously give up these big plays. Um, yeah, because it's not like, you know, DJ Reader can just fucking do it every single every single play. It's, yeah, definitely. Well, it, you, you want to know who it ultimately falls down on, bro? It I, I think it comes down to this. Um, Zach Carter is terrible this year. Like, there's just no other, bro. He is so bad this year. I, The regression is really frustrating. Um, He's concrete-feated. He gets swept away. Like, if I showed you, bro, on film, 
it is insane. Yeah, because I, if I'm being honest, I, you know, I, I noticed like Nick Scott and stuff like that. I didn't really notice like the defensive linemen. So yeah, that's I, tough. I saw like stuff on Twitter. So like, what was you know how what was he doing? Like, oh, all the time, bro. Like I couldn't put a percentage to it, but I'm willing to gamble. Who was he playing like to? What's up? Who like in the snaps that you saw? If you remember, like mixture, maybe who who was he playing next to? Well, he's definitely had snaps, uh, snaps next to DJ. Oh, okay. The biggest detriment to this defense, and, and what I was trying to say, um, you got to give credit to the opponents because they capitalize on the opportunity presented to them, and they waste no time with it, like the Bengals have on offense so many fucking times. Um, the teams will run. <laughs> right up the gut when Zach Carter and another backup is out there every fucking time. And he gets washed away like it's a textbook play for an offensive lineman. Here's how you block. Here's how you wash a dude out of the play. You know, when when you're when it's a fucking whatever side toss and you're pushing the whole O-line, you know, to the right or left, you just sweep him away like he's a wave. And I mean to epitomize his second season, bro, on um the fucking fumble that he forced on Jalen Warren. Yeah. Uh um Amalo, their guard, put him on his ass. <laughs> Dude, bro, the only reason he got to that football was because he was already on the ground. <laughs> like because he got put on his ass. That epitomizes Zach Carter's season. And Zach Carter had 30 something snaps yesterday. He had 32. So I think what it is is that. And there was no bright spots at all. No. I mean, I, if anything, that was probably his one of his best plays of the season. And the first half of it was he got to score. He has played so bad, and the depth has played so bad. We're getting a bad season from Tupau. Like, Josh Tupau, bro, was low-key a very steady quality depth piece on this D-line we've had for fucking five years. Yeah. You know, bro? Like, a good no backup nose tackle. Like, not been that guy this year. So, Even though he had injuries. Cam Sample? I don't know. He hasn't really taken that next step that we talked about in the preseason. Absolutely not. And Osai has fallen off a cliff. I think Osai, like, to get zero snaps... Unless if he, like, because you know how, you know, pre, pre-game injuries happen sometimes, like Thad Moss shit. I feel like we would have heard it, though. Alarms are going off. Yeah. I think Miles Murphy showed some signs of life yesterday. Mm. So this defensive front is getting fucking gassed. I just, I, I mean, I wouldn't say DJ's playing the best he ever, he ever has, but he's still playing like a premier nose tackle. Yeah. BJ. A great year. Like BJ Hill and DJ. DJ already set a Bengals career high with most sacks in the season and we're halfway through. So like he's getting pressure. He has the highest pressure rate he ever has. He's the best pass pass rusher he's ever been in his career this year. DJ. BJ Hill is the best fucking pass rusher he's ever been this year. Trey fucking Hendrickson is too. Yeah. I think I I really think what's most disappointing is that all off season, right? Training camp, preseason, coming into the season, we just had so much 
hope, not even hope, just thought that the the backup and depth on that D line was just great, you know, and that we were gonna be able to rotate Osai in whenever, you know, maybe Osai is next to Hendrickson on third downs and it, it's definitely taken a turn for the worse and it, it's been it's been uh honestly odd you know definitely great to see that miles murphy showed signs of life um and i i think with him it's just it's gonna be that development you know not it's not gonna happen overnight but he, he's definitely showed really good plays this year and i'm excited for him but like mm. you pointed out you know it to see osai and um gosh how did i forget his name defensive tackle sample two pal no 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 no. carter yeah carter zach carter so like you got those two guys which you thought zach carter after showing flashes towards the end of last year you know made some plays and then the same with osai and those guys you know have just been a disappointment Mm -hmm. yep i mean it yeah, it, it's a detriment that has had ripple effects, I think, bigger, um, you know, than we anticipated. Um, and, we're, you know, I'm, I'm kind of navigating through it right now. Like, you think of where the culprit's at. And I think uh, these teams are establishing the run. And I think when teams, when we actually force teams to be one-dimensional, which we have not been able to do a ton of times this year, but we have. I mean, we're obviously much better off. But, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's um, just sum move over to the offense because, of course, we have the most things to talk about there. Um, to sum up this defense, it is teams establishing the run, gassing our interior line early like dj isn't gonna last forever like maybe maybe he maybe the a 340 pound dude can't play 90 percent of fucking snaps or have to play 100 percent level fucking 50 60 plays a game like or or i don't know what it is i don't know um and it's these quarterbacks are not respecting our safeties enough. So they're willing to attack the second level and it's worked. Dax has to, Dax has to demand this respect. He has to take it. We need, we need a takeover. Yeah. Not doesn't have to be the knight in shining armor. Like Jesse was to this 2020 defense, but you have to demand that respect that you do not fuck with this side. You go somewhere else. And then you deal with the Jordan battle that has to demand respect. When did when did Von Bell take his respect? Against the Steers. That was when he took it. He said, I'm here. Jesse Bates was already exemplifying it the whole season. I, I, I don't know what a turning point for Jesse was. I don't know. I mean, we knew what the progression was for him. I just think the stats and, like, PBU percentage consistently. Honestly, I think maybe I'm – Maybe I'm just, I don't know. But I think the turning point really was when the Bengals were bold and cut George Iloka. And I, obviously, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, point. on the field. Right, right. But man, oh, I hear you, though. Was crazy. He was a stud from the start. Like, I didn't expect that. 
So. No, I, I agree, bro. Yeah, that, that was crazy for sure. Like, I remember when that happened. I could not believe we caught Georgia Loco, bro. Shout out. Shot me too, bro, because I love Georgia Loco. But shout out, shout out to Jesse, man. He is fucking balling out. In yep. I mean, all pro, he, five picks, fucking had a pick six and a force five. He has five picks. Yes. <laughs> he never got more than four here. What the fuck? That's nasty. That is nasty work. Oh, yeah, he, he's definitely a first-team All-Pro because fucking Minka Fitzpatrick's been out majority of this year. Like, he's not going to get first-team. So, yeah, man, shout-out to Jesse. And Okay, yeah, I'm wrong. He has four. He has four. Oh, okay. He has three I'm... forced fumbles. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, I wonder how many fumble recoveries he has. But, uh, yeah, bro, I mean, I... I... I think that's the best encapsulation, you know, for this um, coverage unit to really produce better. I don't think it's like we haven't left a game, many games, you know, beyond like Ayuk and a couple plays here and there from these corners really at all. Like any of the corners that much saying, God, they were such a liability today. Like, have we? Even Cheeto being frustrated with Cheeto. I think we've been so frustrated with Cheeto because of what, premier play we've gotten of Cheeto since the first game he stepped in as a Bengal. You know what I'm saying? We haven't left a game saying, oh my God, we were just diced up because we're so incompetent to cover at the cornerback spot. Not at all. Never. Like like we've never at any point this season said we lost because of CTB or we lost because of Cheeto or we lost because of Mike Hilton essentially like in that Kansas City game when Mike had a really bad game. But, you know, I think I think that's been a a strong suit and one thing that's kind of disappointing right is we're talking about the turning point and stuff and I just don't know if there's if there's gonna be that this year I mean you might see flashes of it but with what we saw offensively kind of steer out of defense I guess now it's I mean it's kind of concerning we saw you at it when the backup quarterback was in last would you say Bell had it when the backup quarterback was in last on a on a Monday night game. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Who is Trevor Lawrence the next vic? No, I don't even want to say it like that. Like I don't know. <laughs> Crazy connection. Better start. You better start Evan Ingram if you got him in fantasy. Fuck. That's so true. I have Dalton Kincaid too. Man, I don't know. That's a. Ugh. That's nasty. Man, I haven't even thought of the Jags. Oh, God. That's speed. Travis Etienne. Oh, my God, dude. Christian Kirk. Bro, what what are the three biggest weaknesses for this defense? Um, The run game, covering tight ends, and speed. What do the Jags have? Uh, I don't even care, bro. Oh. I know what you mean, but I'm just pissed that, okay, first, Kenny Pickett is the one that dices us up, right, on defense. And then it's not even Jalen Warren, really, that kills us. It's fucking Najee Harris. It's concrete feet, boy. Man. Man. But, yeah, Yeah. ETN, bro, that's going to be – but you got to also think – I mean, I – well. Uh, we don't have Burrow, I guess. I guess so, because our defense is going to be out there a lot more. 
Um, but I mean, stop McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah. Not you're right, bro. Um, but who knows, man? It it's actually an interesting question that comes up now with, like you, you mentioned it with the safeties as a whole. But I'm thinking specifically Dax, um, Jordan. Dude, he's gonna be so good. Jordan's gonna be really good. Like, this does not take away from the fact that we are both as confident as we've ever been. Still, with the future of this secondary, this secondary next year and years to come will probably be the best in football. Bruh. So young, so fucking good. Like, he's got there, and the turning moment will come when defenses finally know we do not fuck with Dax, Dax Hill. And when you take a dimension away from a third level of a defense and you demand respect, not just at the third level of over his head, but under his feet in front of his face, which helps the second level. That just helps coverage and quarterbacks' decision makings against this secondary. That can limit a lot of those big plays happening. Quarterbacks taking those shots. So See, I'm curious um, for Dex. Seeing Jordan yesterday, bro, because I got in there early. Um, but seeing Jordan like before the pregame, they're out there stretching and whatnot. Bro, he was just turned. Like he was going up to everybody, like like dapping them up, had, had like just a crazy dance. Like it was just, it was like, wow, this guy is fired up for his first start. And he, he's been playing great. I mean, he is definitely the long-term starter there. You know, Jordan Battle and Dax Hill. And I can't wait to see that development, you know, because we talked about a, right, a Jesse Bates in year three or, you know, year three, and then you had Vaughn, and then you saw how good they were, and then coming the next year after that, even better. So, I mean, we, we could see it, I think, as as early as next year, like full, full, like, wow, oh, wow, like these these dudes are legit, because you're already seeing it a lot out of Jordan Battle. Um, Willie Lutz put up some great stats. I don't have them off the top of my head, but just looking at those, um, he was he he's a fucking dog right now. Uh, yeah, he was the highest graded Bengal yesterday. Wow, and I think he something about his tackles. Nine tackles, I think. I uh, actually hold up. Ten, nine solo. I'm gonna mm. find it right now. What Willie what Willie was talking about because this dude, this dude was cooking. Um, dang, how? Oh, here we go. Bengals have a special player on the rise with Jordan Battle. Amongst NFL rookie safeties, Battle ranks first in defensive grade, uh, run defense grade. So his defensive grade is 80.8. His run defense, 83.4. His tackling grade, 84.4. He's got 20 tackles, nine run stops, five pressures. Um, and with that... That also ranks second among rookie safeties in coverage grade. I mean, it, this guy is playing at a crazy level. Like, it's honestly crazy. How? Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know he was playing that good. So it's just very eye-opening. Like, wow. Um, I don't know, man. Oh, John Ross waved today. From the Chiefs, 
you know, looks like he wants to get back into the NFL, maybe on so much practice squad, maybe, um, you know, Jake Browning reuniting. I mean, we saw Drew Sample. What about that? How hyped were you when you saw that? Because I was fucking jumping up and down. And just to tell a quick story where we were sitting, uh, there was a guy that probably around my age, um, you know, I didn't get to get his name or nothing. We were just talking and I guess he, he snuck shooters in. So he said, he said to me and my cousin, took my cousin to the game and uh, he was like, I got, you know, I got fireball. And he was like, so after every touchdown, I take a you know, shot of fireball and you guys can have one. And I'm thinking, you know what? Hell yeah. Cause we're probably not going to score. More than yeah. <laughs> so, so score the so the Drew Sample. I see it. I see a legendary outside throw it to Sample. He fucking trucks Mitch Wilcox, his own teammate, steamrolls into the end zone. I was jumping up and down as soon as I look from the field to in front of me. I have a fireball waiting for me. So, you know, it was it was a a sample Sunday. <laughs> I got a Sunday sample. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it, dude, I was just laughing, man. I mean, <laughs> Ajin, <laughs> he he didn't even, couldn't have juked? I don't even know if could have juked to, like, gone around Mitch Wilcox to run into the end zone. No one was going to get him, even if he decided to cut inside. Oh, but oh, I don't. Oh, boys! What? We we're on watch, bro. Why? Because one, Drew Sample is going to get a contract, right? I think just because of how capable he is as a blocker. Um, but bro, he's already got a career high in touchdowns this year, serving on that prove it deal. So, wow. Yeah. Does he have more touchdowns than George Pickens this year? Uh. I don't know. I didn't know how many George Pickens had. As, uh, he, Drew Sample got the two touchdown passes before Zay Flowers did. What? Yeah. Fuck you. Wow. So Pickens has three. How many? Sick. They only has two. Who? Wow. He has the one rushing, though. I think he ran one in. Wait, who? Zay? Yeah, Zay. Yeah, he also had one. Um, over in Germany, and that don't count. It only counts the U.S. I'm kidding. <laughs> now, I think I heard a, a fucking announcer say that last night. Like first catch of the first touchdown of the U.S. continent, whatever That's bullshit. But I'm crazy that we haven't seen a hundred yard receiving game out of it yet. Really? That is surprising. His mo- yeah. most yards in a game is seventy eight, which was his first week. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Man, oh, but, uh, no, because I feel like I got to see who Drew Sample has more touchdowns than. He's got to have more touchdowns. Deontay Johnson, but I mean, he's a pretty low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It, it was so funny to see him run through Mitch that he couldn't even trust himself to juke around him. I don't like he had to barrel him over. I don't want to do this, be things, but Drew Sample has the same amount of touchdowns. Yeah. Don't. I knew you were going to do it. And, and TB, don't he? Or does TB have three? T- 
TBS three, Donnie. Let's see. Adelaide, San Franco. He has two because he dropped a Houston one. Dude. Mm. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about the two touchdowns from T, man. It is uh you know what? All right, dude. It, it we we have not talked about this offense enough. Um it's been forty minutes about and I know fans, um, all of our, you know, all things famous podcast fans, all 50,000 of you guys that listen to a day. Appreciate you all so much. Um, you got to be wondering what the fuck with this run game or Jake Browning, how ass was he really? Uh, we got to talk about it, bro. So you take the floor uh, with your elaboration on the run game, bro. You know, there there is a lot, I feel like, of thoughts circulating right now with this run game you know there's 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 a a group over here that people are solely putting this on frank pollock right and then there's a group right here that puts it on zach taylor then there's like an in between there's just a lot of different sides to this and i'm i'm in the i'm in the middle you know I, i definitely think that you know, some of this, you know, falls on Frank Pollock in a way. But as we talked about it, if you don't have guys with superior athleticism on the offensive line when you're going up against the TJ Watt or mentally as well, we saw the the blown play by Jonah Williams where TJ Watt just fucking literally just like runs like past the line of scrimmage and nobody was even blocking him. So it's just it, it's things like that, um, and in the run game, it you could you could try to say like I said you could try to say it's on Pollock, right? You can you can be in that category, but at the same time, bro, when you run the ball eight times, you can't expect nothing to to open up or or nothing to happen, especially with how predictable it was. I I knew when we were about to run it. I just I knew it. I was like, all right, was, they're gonna run it right here. And that's exactly what happened. And the the predictability, everything amongst the play calling, it was it was disappointing. It really was. Um, we we came into this game and we talked so much about helping Jake Browning out. You know, let let Jake Browning just manage this game and help him out with mix and help him out with the run game. And we will win this game. And Jake Browning, in my opinion, outside of the interception, you know, that, that he forced to Jamar, didn't, didn't see the, the double coverage form. You know, he thought he was going to have a one-on-one outside. I, I saw that play because I thought it was going to be, you know, a one-on-one. And then guy creeped back and, and picked him off. But outside of that, and obviously – Jake Browning taking some sacks and, and shit like that was terrible. But at the same time, he managed the game. In what capacity that he was given, it it seemed like what Jake said. He was like, let's not go in, you know, let's not come out of this game like, hey, you know, Jake, we, we had to protect him or whatever. And that, that seemed like what, what happened. But at the same time, it, it didn't seem like, that too, because Mixon ran the ball eight times. What do we what are we talk about? We were we were kind of excited. I mean, I was. I saw him out there in pregame. I was like, you know, he might 
he might actually feast today. The Bengals not getting Chase Brown any touches. Same with Travion Williams. You run the ball eight times, pass it, what, 26. Nothing, uh, nothing's going to open up. You can't even you can't even blame, in my opinion, like I said, I'm in the middle, falls a little bit on Pollock, but I can't blame Pollock more than Zach Taylor, more than whoever is calling these plays. And I think there was some interesting stuff that came out today with what, what Zach said and, and what Brian was saying, you know, it, it, it's excuses. And it's just like all you had to do was the one thing that has been stressed the most all year is find balance. And we gave credit to him in, in the Arizona game and in the San Fran game because the balance was there. But there, there's been no type of balance. And it really shocked me, right, that you had 10 days to prepare and you knew you were coming into this game with Jake Browning in his first start. First start ever against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we ran we ran the ball eight times. We talk about this being AFC North football. Make them respect you through the run game. What did the Steelers do? That, the Steelers ran the ball 28 times to our eight. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That That is right there. That is the game. That is the game right there. <laughs> yeah, and so I tallied this yesterday. Since Jake Browning came in, the Bengals have, you know, which is what about, did Joe go out nine minutes left in the second? Something like that. Lots of time left, right? So about seven quarters, the Bengals have ran the ball 15 times in seven quarters. And some may assume, oh, maybe they're down substantially and they can't afford to do it. The Bengals have been out of one-score situations for five minutes since Jake Browning has came in. Think about it. It was one-score game, almost the entire game against the Steelers. Just a couple minutes. Yeah. Or so. Um, um, I, I No, that's actually like 15 minutes. None of us, because the Ravens at the very end ended up pulling out, you know, in the middle of the fourth, like they scored the two touchdowns, blah, blah, it was over. Um, so you're talking about it. There is, I was thinking of this in the shower because that's always when the best thoughts come. Like, there is no fucking excuse that Brian or Zach could give me. None. None. Zero. Oh, we don't trust. What is it? Oh, you don't trust Joe Mixon? That's a lie. He's creating. Is he the best creator in the league? No, he's not. No, like he, Mixon, no, but he's been good this year. Like it's so funny how you see people on Twitter. Like I, I was, you know, we were in the Joe Goodberry space a couple of days ago. I, I, I enjoy Joe Goodberry. I think he's a really cool dude. It's just his take on Mixon is so fucking weird. I, I don't get it. Like he, he made the tweet today. He's like, I just don't know how I can say Mixon is good. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know what you want. I'm sorry, he's not elite level speed and has second level explosion to run away from people. I'm sorry, like, and here we go. So, char- shout out to Charlie Goldsmith. Um, this is some notes from Brian Callahan. Have to run better. 
the Bengals called many different types of runs and used different formations, but it wasn't working. Callahan said the run game doesn't always get better with more runs, and the early down passing game was efficient. There's no excuses. You can't, yep. you can't yep. say that, oh, we have to run better. You ran it eight times. You're mm. not going to – I don't care who the hell is running the ball. It, what Do you expect fucking Devin A-chain numbers? He's just going to run – eight times for 150 yards. Like, I'm sorry, we don't, and and you don't want to give Chase Brown the ball. So I I don't know what you expect and have to run better. I pulled these stats. I sent them to you earlier. Actually, well, went back and checked the stats yesterday to really, you know, see this year, okay? We look at the losses, right? The Steelers, all right? When I when I incorporate rushing into this, <clears throat> I'm only doing the running backs, so I'm not not including quarterbacks. But it doesn't have much of an impact. Maybe you know a couple percentage points off, but besides that, it, it's completely on the spot. For this week, ran the ball 23.5 percent of the time, passed it 76.5 percent. Week 11, 36.7 percent rushing. 63.3 week 10 21.6% rushing 78.4% passing Titans 33.3% rushing 66.6 passing Ravens L week 2 25.5% rushing 74.5% passing with a Joe Burrow that we knew wasn't 100% week 1 Browns L, we were there, pouring down rain, 34.7% rushing, 65.3% passing. Then you look in the wins, okay? It's just disgusting. It's disgusting. The Rams win. Defense, which we know, really saved us this game. Um, Ran it 29 times, 29%, passed to 71. Week 5. Against the Cardinals, the Joe Burrow is back game, essentially, right? And we've kind of seen Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They can take over a game by themselves. It doesn't matter who's the play caller. They can take it over, take over a game just because of their talent. In that game, 36% rushing, 64% passing. Seahawks, who saved this game? The defense. Not, not offense players, defense. 27% rushing. 73% passing. Week 8, 49ers dub. I will give the offensive staff credit because we, we just dominated this game. But still, you look at the numbers across all along of the season, 36% rushing, 64% passing. And then finally, the Bills game. We know who won us this game, right? Defense and Joe Burrow. Um, and... <laughs> Again, we ran the ball 28% of the time, passed it 72% of the time. And I'm sorry I belagered on for so long, but it just shows we're literally running the ball 20 to 30% of the time every single game. We're passing it 70 to 80% of the time every game. And you think, <laughs> you think that you're just going to be able to do that and have success? 
Like, I'm sorry, bro. Like, it, it's getting to the point where defenses can, you know, can know us now. And it used to not be that. It used to not be that. And it's disappointing. It's fireable offenses. Yep. Uh, from everybody. Everybody. I mean, Zach's not going to get fired. At least I don't expect. Uh, but I've been saying it for weeks now. Um, Brian. Brian, I, I wouldn't care at all if he leaves. I actually want him gone. Uh, I'm fired. I want him fired, I meant. Um, I think, you know, how a lot of people talked about how he's going to get a head coaching job. Unfortunately, he's not. He's not anytime soon. So, I don't know. Um, Frank Pollock, um, yeah, get rid of him. But you were you were asking earlier, you know, like who takes ultimate accountability, you know, Frank, for being the wrong coordinator or Zach. It all falls on Zach. He's the boss. Yep. So, it, I don't care. Would you like, say would you say that Frank Pollock's a scapegoat though, based on who they've I mean, yeah, you gotta be able to formulate game plans better. I mean, if we had Bill Callahan, it'd be totally different. But yeah, when you look at the athleticism that you pointed out, you know? No. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think he's a scapegoat. I think it's absolutely deserved yeah. criticism. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, if anybody's saying scapegoat for absolutely not, nobody's a scapegoat. Yeah. Everybody's mediocre. Every single one of them, they've been bad on their own independent right. Yeah, like the, I mean, now say if we find out that Zach is completely taken over the wheel, like you get sometimes, you know, with like you know, higher ranked people in an organization. Like if Zach did end up overtaking the run game, then shit, fire him. Like I don't care. Like if he committed to that, you know, because it's caused such crippling insufficiencies in the run game. This is. <laughs> This is the most talented line Zach Taylor has ever had. Oh, and now the run game doesn't work? Bro, we've get, seen it. Like, we've literally seen bro, it be things. Like you, the fucking you get top five, a top five run blocking tackle. And now your run game doesn't work? Wow. <laughs> you have best run blocking right guards in football. Now your run game doesn't work? Like, are having career worse years in the run game. And of course that falls on everybody. But yeah, it's just so funny how like it's so fucking funny how the coaches keep trying to justify running the ball eight times. I just don't I just don't see reason to run the ball more when you don't have success with doing it. <laughs> God. Hey Brian, you know what idea I love have your quarterback to start his first ever NFL regular season snaps against two top five defenses in football with two of the top five best defensive lines in football. You ready to hear this? <laughs> Run the ball 15 times in seven quarters and drop back 55. I love that idea. I love that idea against TJ Watt. Alex Highsmith, that's such a good idea. Justin Matabike, Odafe Owe, fucking Kyle Hamilton rushing off the blitz fucking 10 times a game. I love it. Makes so much sense, right? So much sense. I love the idea. Joe Mixon is cripplingly bad, and we have no explosion in the run well, game. Guess that's what? Guess as what? if you don't have a 4-3 running back you choose to give zero snaps to. Love it. Well, that Great. too. That too. Chase Brown and Travion, they must be even worse because they don't get no touches. 
Exactly. As if they have no juice, as if Travion is not one of the best kick returners in the league Thank when he you. actually in the ball. So, oh, so they must have no elusiveness or explosion at all. It, you see, you see how we're laying this out. There is no fucking response. I would cook the fuck, Zach. If you were listening to this, I would fucking cook you right now. I would grill you. It it that sounds good, but the reality is exactly what the fuck right now. It is, it is sickening to lay out for a backup quarterback in his first snaps in regular season football. To drop to run the ball an average of two times per quarter. I mean, it, it, you so so in that term, oh, the Bengals are running it twice a quarter, so we, <laughs> we can just put our defense and pass coverage every single play. Then I mean, mm-hmm. we'll just you know, we'll let them run. Oh, but Jake Browning's horrible because the defense is completely prepared for what's going to happen, though, Drake. Right? Yeah, it, it, it makes no sense, and it's now Browning's a problem. I mean, look, he's not good. I mean, we're not going to lie. And, like, I'm not going to lie and say that Jake Browning's fucking, you know, like, I don't know, like a top 16 quarterback. But, yeah, it's exactly our point, bro. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's yeah. – It – um, you said a pre-show, and uh, I, I hate that I was so right with it, and I said it at the time, um, that – you you asked on Wednesday's episode, is the run game going to improve? And I said, unfortunately, no. And the key word there is unfortunate. I just felt that the philosophy from Brian and Zach has been so ingrained uh, that it was going to be immovable just with the quarterback um, quarterback change. Um, I think the offense was ran almost the same. As it was with Joe. Got it. Uh, the scheme sucked with Joe, too. I think they forgot that part. And you know what's funny? You saw how bad it was without, yeah, Joe. And it's like, what helps with that, maybe? Okay, gotcha. I, look, the run game was horrible, okay? What's even crazier, Joe Mixon had zero runs for negative yards in that game. How is that even possible? How is that possible to average two yards of carry yet not one negative run? Is that crazy? Yeah. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, Joe Mixon is top five this season in yards for negative, in rushes for negative yards. Top five. We're not, that's good. Like, okay. So, it, um, Multiple plays yesterday where the O-line did not know what the fuck they were doing. That's really weird. Considering, like, I don't know, like, Alex Kappa, that's a veteran. These guys are veterans. Like, why why are they getting confused? Why, like, it was almost funny. No, it was completely funny. I almost felt bad. Alex Kappa got decked by Jonah. Because they both tried to, <laughs> they both tried to pull into each other, bro. You see that play? Oh yeah, yeah they bro. both tried to, bro. They both tried to pull into each other. Kappa's pulling right, Jonah's pulling left, and they 
Ma'am, Kappa like decks himself because like what are you doing, bro? Mixon just doesn't know what to do. Like, bro, what the fuck is happening? Bro, hey, listen, the linebacker looks so confused. He's like, damn, these dudes are ass. Like, it was horrible. <laughs> and poor Joe. I mean, what can you do, man? I'm surprised. If I was Joe Mixon, I would have just nailed the kneeled the ball. Like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm getting hit. Yeah, yeah dude. I'm- I, it it was it was rough, man. Um, and it's like you you looked at Joe in space yesterday, bro. <clears throat> that forty yard catch was insane. It was crazy, you know, with what Mixon created once he finally got some fucking space, and his o, o, o linemen weren't boinking themselves into each other. Like, oh shit, I'm sorry, I thought I was pulling. Like you're pulling. I know I'm pulling. Like, dude, that's like that's middle school shit. Like that. <laughs> Like, that is elementary. That's peewee fundamentals there. T.J. Watt just fucking <laughs> walks past. Like, I did. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I forgot that was another play by Jonah and Drew, bro. Like, where are they going? Like, I, I don't I don't know if that was Jonah's fault. Um, I, I kind of forget the play, actually. I saw it a couple times. I still forget it. Um, but... Yeah, man. I mean, so with Jake Browning specifically, right? We we beat the run game to a drum. We've been talking about it all all along. Every one of you, you know, persistent listeners, this has been a culminating topic of the run game. So, got it. It's like a beautiful snowball of cold ass performance from this run game. We have the worst run game in football with Joe Mixon, Orlando Brown, Alex Kappa. And not horrible per PFF. I get it. PFF some, you know, <laughs> here and there. I'm serious, though. Listen, though. Cordell is ranked 27th out of uh, 83 linemen in run game. Like, we don't have a we don't have an offensive lineman that's worse than uh, 50, you know, 50-50 in the run department per PFF. Okay. So they're getting pushed. They're they're performing well on the run. Like, how is it this bad? Okay, so <laughs> what? Uh, were we better with uh, Isaiah Prince? I <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, hey, what here's up, Nasty? I think we're better with Alex Redman. And Billy Price and Bobby. Like, we need them guys back. I need Bob. <laughs> Man, we need to give Bob a call. Bob Hart. He um uh, he just worked out for like some some contender lately. Bob did? Yeah. Dude, I'm jealous, man. I need Bobby back. Oh, Man, no. Bob with Orlando Brown would be nasty. Let's go. <laughs> Bro, Bobby Hart just becomes a fucking pro bowler. <laughs> Bob Hart legacy run. Let's go. Bro, I was cracking up yesterday because I got I got to the stadium and I'm seeing the pregame and I'm in the friends and family section and you know the players will look up in that section, I guess, to look at family or whatever. And I just see 
<laughs> I just see BJ just looking up in the stands with like just a mean face, like just like a like just I don't know, like if you just think of BJ, just think of his face. And he looks like a fish. He, he was just looking up at the stands, <laughs> and I thought of what you said, bro. I was like Bob Bob Hill. <laughs> Bob Hill. He looks like a Bob Hill. He really uh, does. I was cracking up, bro. Oh, what a good man. That's funny as fuck. So, yeah, man. Uh, let's talk about Jake Brown in a bit, right? Yeah. So, the situation that he was put in cannot be overrode by... We can't expect his raw talent competence with regular regular season football speed with the situation he was put in that we just broke down minutes ago. Like, I don't care who the fuck you are as a backup quarterback. I I don't care who you are as a quarterback. Like, literally, Joe Burrow is probably the only dude that can fucking do that shit somehow on a 80 to 20% regular. Like, what? Yeah, bro, I I, got to get the ratio to that. Um, but 54 dropbacks and 54 of those, I think, consist of seven sacks. Um, but, you know, I mean, so we couldn't even get off the other fucking seven passes. Uh, so, I mean, what is that percentage? 54 to 15, that's like about the range that you talked about, like 26, 27%. It's just, it's not going to work. You know, um, so I, he was put in a lot of positions to fail. Um, I, I don't, um, I wish he would have used the screen game more with Joe Mixon. Um, I wish we would have used Joe, Joe Mixon <laughs> to win us the game because I mean, they, they let Najee Harris take over the game. It's like not Joe Mixon's better than Najee. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like it well, I mean that that run game has been working for the Sears lately. Um, yeah, it it's just like no, no, we we can't even. Uh, I don't even want to go down to the run game anymore. I was about to do it, but <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's just it's crazy. But um, Jake, yeah, he he just didn't play well, really at all, man. Like he he wasn't seeing the field well, and that's kind of odd. Like, well. I, I should refrain. Like, that's a good Sewers defense, a suspect secondary. Um, but look, bro, that defensive front makes everything hard. We talked about it all along. That's what the Sewers defense is made of. That's what they're comprised of. A defense that is going to put immense pressure on you up front every single fucking play. Like, that's what T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, Cam Smith, you know, Cam Hayward, I mean, uh, Keanu Benton, Larry O. That's what they do. That's just what they do. So, you know, it caused a lot of problems, obviously. Um, but, yeah, he, he wasn't seeing the field well at all. He was not confident. Um, but, look, like, What? The the fans are flipping out that a fucking backup quarterback in his first ever NFL regular season start having to face fucking TJ Watt after just dealing with the Ravens. You're mad? 
like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you expect, bro? I feel like the Bengals might have overhyped them, you know, just just tad bit. You know, the Bengals, the Bengals. I think if anybody overhyped it, bro, it was me and you. Like, what I think we deserve, <laughs> guys. I'm sorry. Like, hey, low key. <laughs> Did you I texted Drake? Uh, I texted Drake Saturday night. I could not release the other episode because it was not allowing me to upload it. Which <laughs> thinking about it now, I hope it uploads. You want to talk about more Jake Brown hype? I think I was cooking for like 20 minutes on Jake Browning hype at that game. Like that would have been like crazy cold takes Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I just I don't know, man. I just don't think he he got helped enough. I think that. He can do some things. Um, I agree. I don't know. We he didn't run. I like, know. I, nobody ran. Why? Uh, they, like, it's prison. Like they can't run. Like they just don't. <laughs> think like they got like shot collars on and they fucking can't us a certain thing and then they get shocked. Like what? <laughs> Maybe they do. Maybe, maybe just like <laughs> Zach Taylor implemented shocks in their helmet. <laughs> maybe like the ground is lava or something, and like they can't run past a certain. Yeah, bro. It. No, I like the shock collar one more. Yeah, okay. maybe it's like shock pads. Like their pads are sh- fucking. You know, will electrocute them if they fucking run a good play. But I don't know, man. Like what? It sucks because I missed the the um, first couple plays coming out of half, and I didn't know that there was a sixteen yard catch from Andre. What what was that catch? A what? There was a sixteen yard catch from Andre. What was that? That's beautiful. Like, what was it though? Was it like a seam pass to sideline? What was it? Yeah, it was like a seam. No way! Damn! Did he get up or what did it look like? He was just wide open. Damn. That's lit. I wish I would have seen it. Okay, well, the reason I bring that up, because, like, Jake, he created very, very, very few plays. Very few. And uh, that's deep again, bro. Back-to-back games, wide open, bro. Yoshi, deep. Or maybe I, Texans game. Maybe it's the Texans. No, it, it, yeah, it, it was the Texans game. Um, But, no, nah, you're, you're right, bro. Like, that play Ugh. like it it was absolutely one he could have had and absolutely one you have to it is shown up so many fucking times and i actually kind of like it that it happened like this even though of course it would have been huge in this game and i would love to have it because now i feel like it's so glaring that you have to hit it you have to take it how about the Take it. You don't even have to hit it. Just fucking try. You haven't even tried the deep ball shot to Andre yet this year. Nobody has. Defenses have obviously not paid attention to it and valued it enough. They've gotten beat simply. Um, it's got to happen. But look, bro, I think he made an incredible fucking play. So Joe Burrow-esque to escape the pocket, super quick, decisive, Um uh, rolls out to his left and hits that fade ball. Well, I don't want to say fade, a lob uh, to T.I. for that 25-yard catch. Incredible play. Amazing. That was probably his best 
play of the game that he made. Everything else, every Jamar play. Oh, actually, the, the fucking third and ten was a beauty one-on-one on, one on, uh, Joey's, Joey mid-ass porter. But <laughs> every bro, other- that was crazy, bro, that, like, those two chunk plays came off of tips that Jamar was just. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah, like, that's insane, bro. <laughs> like, that's the, the difference. Should have been a pick six. That's the Go difference on. between three interceptions and two Jamar big games. It's insane, bro. Yeah, it it is. It's like it just it epitomizes Jamar, really. You know, um, of just the player he can be in any situation that you put him in. Yeah, so that's why you know those two plays that I just labeled a minute ago. I think were the biggest ones for Jake. He made very few outside of that. Um, it, it's a tough environment uh, going up against the Steelers. Um, obviously, I should say tough team, not tough environment being at home. But it it was ugly. I mean, my prediction was 17-16 to 16, Bengals. Well, maybe if they would have scored on that drive instead of Jake throwing the pick. Um, you tied the turnover battle. The Bengals in the last 23 games have 16 red zone turnovers. Let me say that again. The last 23 games, the Bengals have 16 red zone turnovers. How is that possible? On defense, I should say. They, what have we been saying, Drake? Like, it's funny. I mentioned it to my brother, the exact stats. He just, he didn't want to hear it because, I don't know, he's just being a dipshit or whatever. Uh, for the Bengals to continue to Stay in this unprecedented realm of yards given up being <coughs> atop the league. So worse in the league per drive. Yards given up per drive. They are the worst team in defense in the league with it. They give it the most yards. They are first. Least amount of points given up per drive. <laughs> wow. How? How is that possible? How is that possible? Like, they have... The most red zone takeaways this season. And uh, the other stat I added, they have the least amount of touchdowns given up outside of 10 yards. How does that happen? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Ben, don't break. I told my brother, the Steelers fam, you guys will get yards. You won't score. They scored 16 points. Yeah, the defense was ugly especially when you think about the standard of what we went against. We didn't bottle up the Texans and keep them to 16. We kept an offense that puts up 16 every week. Like 16 may have been, 16 points from the Sears offense may have been like a top five. It was because Kenny played his best game of the season. Uh I don't think he's thrown a two-pass touchdown game since, like, no way it was against us last year. No, I, I think it was. What? A, nonetheless, still don't give up many points. You know, I uh, wish the defense would have done more, but um, I guess we could touch on another a uh, couple other quick things. Um. Chase Brown getting zero snaps. Mm. That's a great idea, Zach Bryan. I love it. Good job, guys. Um, you know what? Well, well, you you know what? 
they said, right? What? They just didn't. They didn't get to those plays. They weren't able to get to those plays. I'm doing it. They are stupid. <laughs> I'm convinced. They're dumb. You're dumb. That's what I'm telling them. Like, it, I don't know, man. It's just, it's truly throw your hands up moment. Um, Wait, Daddy, tell you you can't run the ball. You're not allowed to run. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I know. Like, who is telling you this? Like, who are you listening to? <laughs> Your wife? Like, who are you, bro? This is insane. Your kids? <laughs> I don't like when you run, Dad. Like, okay, we're done. No runs <laughs> this game. Like, dude, I mean, it. It's so funny because everything we're breaking down right now. <laughs> Does not make sense. <laughs> Come home. Zach Taylor comes home. His kids are just crying because Zach didn't. Or Zach, Zach decided to run the ball. He's like, all right, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what's even funnier? Because Zach's even talked about it before. He's like, yeah, you know, my son, he, you know, he whoops teams like 100 to nothing with the Bengals on Madden, and he tries to draw up plays for me. Zach's actually said this before. Um, he's like, yeah, you know, my son tries to draw up plays for me to run. Um, you know what he does? He probably goes and flexes to his dad. He's like, "Yeah, dad, I just beat the Steelers 127 to nothing, and I ran eight times." He's like, "That's a great idea. Let's do that." So he probably implemented it in real life. <laughs> Bro, put up like eight yards. Oh man, he didn't realize the son was playing on rookie, and he's playing on all Madden. Yeah, exactly, man. Or like all I don't know, real fucking football, <laughs> real NFL football. Oh, yeah, man. man, it it's inexplicable. Um, Chase Brown. Um, There's just it, no excuse. None, 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 none. They he looked great in practice this week. He said he felt great. Um, yeah, it's just nothing. I have no answer for it. Um, and then. What's interesting is, well, actually, like, here's what makes it even more weird. So typically when you have two tight end sets out there, that means you're running the ball. The Bengals ran the most two tight end sets of the year um, yesterday. Least runs of the season. Prison. <laughs> Prison. And guess what? Guess who had the most snaps yesterday? Drew Sample. <coughs> Okay, what? you know what? That's fine because he's versatile in both spots as a blocker. Um, Irv Smith, I think he was second in snaps from tight ends yesterday with 17. It's kind of surprising. Um, Tanner Hudson was third with 15, so right behind him. Mitch Wilcox had 12. So it was interesting there. Um, you had five snaps with Cody Ford. So you went five jumbo sets, yet you ran the ball eight times. Um, I don't know if they ran play action. I'd like to see how many times they ran play action out of the jumbo sets uh, with the extra lineman and tied in out there. Um, now I'm thinking about it, man. Just not that much made sense. Just the play calling is bad. It's bad. Brian Callahan's not good. Um He's had a couple good moments. Put Jake Browning in just a lot of bad situations. But you need to see more from Jake as well. Like, it's not 
Yes, it ultimately falls on the coaches. Absolutely. People act like it doesn't. The fuck it ain't like that. Right. That's the fucking head coach that's been here for half a decade. That's 4-28-1 and one without your star quarterback. Actually, I, I know that stat was going around. It's actually 4-20. and 20. You got to think, we, we tied against the Eagles with Joe Burrow, remember? So that was that was how I went back. So I was like, you're right. Zach didn't Zach didn't do that. So he was he's 0 and 1 and this isn't full games that I'm counting without Joe. So he's 0 and 1 this year without Joe. 0 and 1 in 2022 without Joe. 2 and 4 without Joe in 2020 and 2 and 14 in 2019. So since 2019, he's 2 and 6 and overall he's 4 and 20. So what about uh 21 in week does that even matter? Week eighteen, he lost without Joe. That, that's what I yeah. That's what I counted. Oh, you did. 20. So four and twenty got you. Um, oh, you know what? Yeah, the four wait four twenty eight and one. Yeah, six twenty five and one. There, it, it doesn't. Two seasons he was there. Well, that's his overall record. Yeah, six twenty five and one. His first two seasons. Got you. Yeah, so he's four and twenty without Joe Burrow. You're saying? Yes, sir. That's just that. Look, Frank Wright is a laughing stock right now, right? I mean, the whole Panthers, uh, they were one and ten. So four and twenty divided by two is two and ten. Um. We have a very good roster right now. Does it look perfect? Well, no, the fuck it don't. No fucking shit. We are miscombobulated right now. We are crippling insufficiencies from mm, guess where. Like, what else do you want? I mean, Frank Reich is OC. <laughs> he probably does. I like, think. Yeah. It- I don't think he would be terrible. I don't think I'd want to try it. No. Uh, I, I just we need yeah. to figure something out though, because I, I just think I think accountability in everything needs to be at an all time high because we're talking about we're talking about guys getting paid soon, right? And I think that they're losing the sight that we need to capitalize why guys are on rookie contracts and and while we can do this, and I mean, this was, it, it, it's unfortunate, right, that Joe's down now, and because I, I firmly believe we would have beat Baltimore and we would have beat Pittsburgh, you know, and we're, oh. and we're seven and four right now. Oh, we would have beat the shit out of Pitt, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know, I know. And it's, a, it's oh. a totally different world. So to ask you, you know, oh. where do we where do we go from here based on what you saw yesterday? Like, is it obviously it just looks like, I mean, if to be honest, as a realistic fan, it looks like we're out of it. I mean, yes, we saw oh, yeah. Buffalo is six and six, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. We're out yeah. of it. So is it at this point, you know, get the better draft pick or is it because I, I'll never like, I, like I said, I'll always go to games and I'm always going to root for my team to win no matter what. But at the same time, it's like, 
another reality as well to look at it differently. And but I mean, if the Bengals win one more game for the rest of the year, like I just don't think I don't think accountability is going to be taken. I think I think Zach's gonna gonna get a pass again. Um, I, I don't know what it looks like for Brian Callahan or or Pollock. Those could be potential guys, but I guess I just for some reason I don't think accountability is going to be there because Joe is out, and that's going to be the prime excuse. Yep. I mean, I think everything you just listed there after the question, bro, totally valid. It, that's, that's been my fear as well. Um, I think because, you know, with a lot of the problems really just in my life in general, you know, with any problem I bring up, I want to find solutions. And I've thought about it for so long with this coaching situation of what is that solution? And I try to put my eyes, um, you know, or, or I try to put myself in Duke Tobin's shoes what is that decision? And I try to think of their philosophies and how lenient they are, to the best of my knowledge, of being the outside in. And then same with Zach. And like you said, it's so easy to, you know, dust your hands off and say, you know what, throw your hands up, lost your star quarterback, just shit doesn't go your way. You know, better luck next time. Just... Back AFC championships. Yeah, it, well, well, there's something to say about doing your best to stay confident, um, and and consistent, right? As Zach has been, um, and Duke and a lot of the guys. You know, when things do get rocky, you want to be the consistent, you know, person. Got it. But. Like you said, accountability. What does that look like for these guys from what I know them as? I also know them as the guys to say, when Joe got going off the injury, we were top three in offensive EPA and overall team. Um, we are actually first in EPA on offense. Or sorry, third in EPA on offense, first EPA overall, DVOA, whatever the fuck. That's what they're going to lean on. Then Joe got hurt again. Got it. And overall, that's a very big deal. I understand. But I feel like those are the things they lean on. I, I truly can't tell you what I feel that the breaking point is. If they get smoked these next few games, um, and if the run game, you know what? Here's where I think heads can actually roll. If the run game stays like it did this past week, for weeks on end, Brian Callahan and Frank Pollock will be fired. And, and and there will probably be real heat on Zach Taylor. Because the insufficiencies, that is how they can expose themselves even more. It's just have, they have to expose themselves so cripplingly bad and I don't know what cripplingly bad is, but I feel like the run game, you know, could be a, a way to do it. So you said, you said like Zach will, you know, get like a first down call and then Brian will get like a second down call. Is that how it goes? Or So what Zach and Brian, they elaborated on it um, on Paul Daner's podcast independently, but they came back, you know, with the same concepts. Um, they 
go through with their analytics team and they all work together on, okay, here's what we like with third and short packages. So third from once, third from yards one through three, third from yards three through seven, third and eight, you know, eight through 10 plus. Same thing with first, well, first, second and uh, fourth. So what does that look like? Then they gauge analytics. Um, so it's analytics-based, and they stick to the script and the concepts. They like to stick with those scripted concepts. I don't know how quick they throw those out the window. Like, they probably do. I'm not saying there's three minutes left in the fourth quarter, you're down by 17, and you're following, oh, we have to absolutely follow every single play here. But overall, that's how they said they operate. They say they like a few plays from that third and four, four and seven. All right. All right, Brian, what you got? Okay, I'm at the, you know, I'm at the fourth through seven range here. I like this. Boom. Got it. And they probably switched up a little bit, you know, week after week, attack at certain spots. How much does that change, though? I don't know. Doesn't fucking look like it. Yeah. Yeah. We we got to see some type of progression. But um, I don't know if if things continue to. To go south, um, it's it's only a matter of time before we we see what happens. We just gotta we gotta see Jamar Chase hit a thousand receiving yards at this point. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you're you're right, bro. It's actually crazy. I did not know how close he was to hitting it already. Well, like it's only it's basically because he he got that eighty two yesterday. So yeah, bro, he's only eighty four yards away from a thousand though. Right, like that's crazy. So. He could still go nuclear this year. That's what's kind of odd. Well, yards-wise, unfortunately, he just, I don't know. I mean, he there's still a lot of time. There's six games left, but, right? Yeah, we're five and six. Yeah, six games left. Like, he could still get hella touchdowns, Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's, unfortunately, he's not getting offensive player of the year. Christian McCaffrey is just a different beast, but, um. Yeah, man. Um, I'll tell you this over everything. I approached a game like this yesterday with proof, even through a loss, and how I felt all this week. I want to carry through the rest of the year. It's a win win every week for me. We either is experience the joy of a win or we win because we get a better draft pick and potentially more premier player. And I get it. Some people ask the question. What's truly the value of a premier pick that's six picks higher just to lose three more games and have a more unenjoyable season? I don't know. What's more enjoyable? Seeing, you know, your coaching staff put your guys in advantageous situations or just watch them fucking perish in cripplingly disadvantageous situations? I don't fucking know. It fucks. Our fucking star quarterback's out. What do you want me to say? Honestly, it's, I just think, look at times like this is like a, a blessing in disguise, you know, whoever we get in the future. I, I think it it was it was all to happen for a reason. So, you know, yep. when we get to that point we'll we'll cross that bridge. But until then we just gotta figure out how to how to uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do against the Jags. I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, how are we going to come on the podcast for the pregame next week and be like, you know, this is what we have to do to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, bro, like, 
the Jags have they have underwhelmed this year, surprisingly. Even and that's crazy considering they're eight and three. Uh, it's a really good defense. So, just what a fucking gauntlet for Jake Browning. Like the Jags are probably a top twelve defense to me. Um, so you play all arguably top ten defenses like in your first three three games. That fucking sucks. And don't Two prime times. And don't forget about Kansas City right now too. He's got to go to Arrowhead. Then see the Steelers and Brown. Dude, this dude's cooked. Like these defenses. Oh man, no mercy. No mercy. It's a tough task. Um, look, man. If the Bengals get Brock Bowers. I mean, dude. Bro, Brock, the Bengals get Malik neighbors. Bro. <laughs> I unfortunately I think Malik neighbors is going top five or top six. Like he is insane. But hey, dude. No, oh, bro, if we keep losing can be we keep losing, bro. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Malik neighbors and Jamar. Oh man. What if something happens with Marv and his stock drops just a little bit to where Malik neighbors and uh maybe another receiver can sneak in there? Because there's some great receivers coming out. Oh yeah. Marv like falls to eight or something. <clears throat> like, dude. If we get I no, I can't do it. I can't. Just saying, Marvin Harris, it becomes a bangle. I mean, but if we're right there, he's done. If we're right there and we can get like a fucking Quentin Nelson of the draft, bro, I would, I would, I would be so joyed. What is it like having an awful, an athletic lineman? I forget. <laughs> I forget. I'm I'm dead ass. I'm not even kidding. I I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, who's been our last athletic lineman? Jackson Carmen. <laughs> you want to hear it's so nasty? It it helps at least with someone like you being in the <laughs> local area. The amount of fucking Kroger bags I see at the Bengals Jackson Carmen, like these little bags, because for the Fairfield kid makes you want to vomit. Like, dude, they're really out here selling this bag for $2.99. A jack, like, they got him a, of him in the Super Bowl. Like, he's lit or something. I'm like, bro, like, the most action you had out there was running out of the fucking tunnel. Like, yeah, it's crazy, man. Crazy. Well, look, to wrap up this show, I mean, we said it was going to be low scoring. It wasn't pretty. But, guys, so let's just let's just have fun. It's a win-win. Like, we either enjoy a win or we get a better draft pick and just prepare for an offseason. Yes, the questions reside. Yes, the, the, the frustration will rise. But if the Bengals go 5-12, and 12, do they have a top five pick? Yes. 
mean, oh, the Bears won tonight. They have five wins, I think. So now we have a worse record than the Bears. And Justin Fields, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's – I mean, the Bears are going to get a quarterback. Um, Justin Fields, where is he going in 24? Broncos are going to keep winning. Yep, Broncos are 6-5. and five. Bro. Five-win win streak. The Broncos in their last four games have beaten the Chiefs, the Bills, and the fucking Browns and ended the five-game win streak of the Minnesota Vikings. Crazy. They didn't put up 30 on the Browns. That's insane. Yeah, bro. Like, Russ, you pointed it out earlier. He's fucking, his stats show it. He looks like prime Russ again. <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh, bro. Like, he's so bad. That's crazy. Samaje had one run, bro, in that game that eclipsed. All of the Bengals rushing yards yesterday. One run. Well, yep. I saw that shit, bro. It was crazy. I mean, nasty work for sure. Um, You want to hear a crazy stat? The Browns have put up, or the Browns have allowed, I mean, 29 points. Like, if I want to get petty, I'll just say 30. Fuck it. The Browns have allowed more 30-point games than the Bengals this year. And we hear all about how the Browns yard, you know, like yards per play is on a historic place with defense. And I'll give it to them. Just emphasize even more of how crazy it is with what we set up this defense. They just don't let up many points, man. All right, dude. Well, uh, that'll probably do it. Let's just keep rolling with the flow, guys. Just hang in there, you know. Let's enjoy it while we can. We still have talent on this team. Like the Steelers are seven and four, man. We know they're ass. We know Kenny's ass, but like <laughs> Okay, the Steelers are not ass. Like Kenny is ass, but you know. Man, they got I can't wait to see Kenny pick it in the playoffs. I wanna see him in a playoff game. I really do. I, Bro, <laughs> I love the Star Wars meme. You see it when like I, I, I've never seen Star Wars, like Luke Skywalker or something. Like, he, like, jumps up, tries to attack the guy. Then, like, as soon as the guy sees him, he, like, beats the shit out of him and like, rolls down the hill. He's like, go! Like, tries to think he's tough shit and just, like, dies. That Kenny Pickett to literally any quarterback in the playoffs. Like, here, you know, here comes Kenny Pickett. Just get cooked. Oh, my God. Kenny Pickett versus Dorian. Thompson Robinson in the first round. Kill me now. I, I, I fucking promise you I will not watch the game. I refuse. <laughs> like, I will not do it. Like, even if it's the only playoff game, nope. Refuse. Uh, you know, what if we just go on strike? Like, can we not? Oh, no, bro. The wild card team quarterbacks, you see, it was uh, Kenny Pickett, Dorian Thompson Robinson, and Gardner Minshew, bro. And it was a video of a dude puking. They're like, no, this can't happen. Like, <laughs> this can't be the quarterback wild card, guys. What the fuck? Oh, you're just handing Mahomes a ring. You're literally just here, here, Mahomes. Go get you another ring, another Super Bowl appearance. Bro, with all the hype we talked about this AFC gauntlet this year, and that's slated who's be the A, dude, I will bomb it. <laughs> 
Like, that's so disgusting, man. This can't. The Ravens, such cupcakes. The Chargers are out of it now. Yeah. Just their defense is such a joke. Like, we we really need to be grateful for our defense, bro. We are just we are insanely gifted with not allowing points. So many defenses allow so many points. It's crazy, man. Even the ones that are really expensive. <sighs> yeah, man. It sucks that we're uh we're back under five hundred for the first time since when? Ooh, uh week five. Two and three. Oh. Well that's seven. So, uh, October eighth, I think. Um seven straight weeks we were five hundred or better. Damn. Uh, definitely Definitely depressing. Uh, let me get your bold take before we get out of here. Do you think we see AJ McCarron at all this season? Based on what you saw yesterday. Um, like if he plays like he did yesterday? Yeah. If he plays like he did yesterday. Uh, I mean, I I mean, at this point, it's just like, I want to just see AJ McCarron. You know, I just want to see, like, I know it's early, got to see Jake still, but I don't know if we, you know, if we get to five and eight, you know, somewhere around there and we're just like, what the fuck? I'd Mm. see AJ McCarron one last ride. Yeah. One last ride. Nah, for, for sure, bro. Um, Yeah. If he plays like he did this past game, like I need him to create more plays. And I think a great way to do that is with his legs. Um, and if he doesn't do that, he's not a passer like Joe Burrow. So just stop trying. Like, don't do that. Like, you can create with your legs, bro. So, yeah, man. I think it'll get better, though. But we'll see. All right, bro. Well, uh, I appreciate you. Um, this is a long episode today. Damn. Uh, we'll be back with you guys on probably Friday. Uh, got the Monday night game. That'll be fun. Um, so let's just enjoy each day as it goes, man. Let's see who, you know, who can uh, come back healthy this week. We're hoping to get TNCTB back. You know, some uh, great Pro Bowl caliber players. So uh, that'll be fun. And until uh, next time, y'all. Appreciate you all for listening to another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast. Peace out, bro. Peace.